Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for I Protect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, parade first team All-American, rivals five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm great, Scott. How are you today? Man, I am doing fan-supertastic. I just got off a podcast with the one and only Dr. Billy Williams. Might be the greatest podcast in the history of mankind. It's good. Uh, it's good. I, I am uh, excited for today's guest that we're about to have on the podcast. Can we, I ask you uh, something? Yeah. What's your hat mean? King Baby? Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it's a jewelry brand based out of California. They have an office in Nashville, Tennessee. They Is that the company retail. that did your ring? It, they did, okay. yeah. My yeah, ring. Okay. I've got two okay. King Baby rings. I don't I, know if that was like a nickname now, or something. I'm going to tell you, their stuff ain't cheap. Yeah, you get yeah. ready to open up the pocketbook, but I'll tell you what, they, they make some incredible jewelry. For, yeah. for men. It's yeah. men's jewelry. Okay, so, cool. okay. For guys like me. But anyway, guys, I want to talk a little bit today about our guest today on the show. But before I do that, our mission on this podcast is to help you insurance agents any way we can. We're in the, the year 2020, and uh, this is Tighten Up 2020. And once a year, Bradley and I like to bring on a real estate professional, somebody who is dynamic, who is electric, who can talk to our insurance agents and we can learn more about the real estate market in terms of technology and well, and things that they do just because uh, the real estate market and the insurance industry kind of go hand in hand. I think too in, in every industry, but certainly industries as old as real estate and insurance, we tend to do things only because we've always done them that way. Right. And sometimes either being that outside person looking in or vice versa, mm-hmm. you can say, why is that done that way? That makes no business sense at all. So kind of why we like doing this. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, he was born and raised in Salt Lake City, Utah. In 2015, he released his first book, 15 Ways to Sell Any Home for More Money. He is the co-founder and director of business development for the Industry Syndicate Media Network. He is the host of the popular real estate uh, podcast, the Massive Agent Podcast. He is a national speaker and marketing coach. He's a weekly columnist for the Housing Wire. He was a speaker at Agent 2021 and RE Imagined by the California Association of Realtors Annual Convention. He is an expert on utilizing technology for effective real estate marketing. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor to introduce to you for the first time on the Insurance Guys podcast, The Electric, Mr. Dustin Brome. How are you, Dustin? What's up, man? That's got to be the best <laughs> intro I've ever had in my life. We need to do a and montage thank- of everybody saying that. Dustin, <laughs> Dustin, I just gave you the introduction that you've deserved your entire life. <laughs> I love it. Well, and I'm, I'm thankful that you didn't mention my height the way you did Bradley's. Right. I'm only 5'9". Dude, and, dude. You know, well, then you would have been 6'5". Then you would have been 6'5". You would have been a 6'5 sophomore okay. from Salt yeah. Lake City, Utah. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome <laughs> Mr. Dustin Brown. Dude, so the, the Agent 2021 was the first conference that I did after this podcast kind of taken off. And yeah. uh, that was kind of the aha moment for both of us I- I- anyway. 
And the the number one question I got the entire time was, you're not 6'3". <laughs> I'm like 5'8". Uh, yeah. And I guarantee okay. you I missed some connections out there because they're looking for this big tall guy. Oh, man. You I know? cost Bradley a bunch of business. That's I'm okay. sorry. Bro. No, well, he's asked me two or three well, times, awesome. do you want to change it? And I've said, nope, keep it. Well, you know, and guys, for everybody who listens to this show, for all of our 250,000 insurance agents out there listening, when we get to episode 5,000, Scott is going to sit down and do an entire podcast. Every single word that is in that introduction relative to, to me introducing myself or Bradley has a story behind it. Every single mm-hmm. word. I spent about two weeks yep. developing that and utilizing different things to come up with that intro. So when we get to episode 5,000 and when we're about 85 years old, I will go through and I will explain exactly how I came up with that intro. I think but, uh, you're probably going to have to move to Mobile for us to get to, get to 5,000. Yeah. Well, that ain't now the question. I mean, Rogan is on like 1,500, right, so, and right. he's been doing it 10 years. Ooh, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, he's Every, rolling three yeah. times a day for like yeah. i mean you know dustin i've got a lot of things i want to talk to you about today now our mission on this podcast is we speak to the uh the insurance agents around the world we get uh questions and comments from insurance agents from everywhere from pakistan to germany to vienna austria and everywhere in between but i want to talk to you today because I've always felt like the insurance industry and the real estate industry kind of is a hand-in-glove relationship, right? We kind of all work together as a team. And once a year, Bradley and I try to bring in a real estate professional to talk about things that you're really good at, like technology. I know you're doing a podcast now, the, the Massive Agent Podcast. So let's just dive into it for a little bit, and I'm going to ask you a few questions. And, and our goal on this podcast is when our agents get off this podcast to have some actionable steps of things they can do to move their ball one step closer to greatness. And you may not know this, but you could actually help them do that. So, so as we go through this podcast today, I'm going to be asking you some things that, that maybe we can, uh, can help them grow their business. But first and foremost, let's talk a little bit about podcasting. The first question I've got, how long you been doing it? How long you been podcasting? I launched the show back in January of 2018. So okay. we were at episode, episode 107 came out today. Awesome. We've been doing it every single week mm-hmm. since January and man, it's, it's one of those things that you, for so long, I wanted to do a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Cause, cause look, insurance, real estate, mortgage, mm-hmm. uh, selling cars, mm-hmm. selling soap, mm-hmm. whatever you have to be known, right? right. You, you have to be known. And so the good ones become marketers who happen to sell homes right. or happen to sell life insurance or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So marketing is everything. That's how you get people to even know you exist. Sure. And so as a marketer, I naturally, like I want to do everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I, I want to do a, a YouTube channel. I want to do right. a Facebook live show. I want to do this, that. And podcasting was on the list, but I kept putting it off for, mm-hmm. you know, all the same reasons we all put stuff off. Sure. And finally, it, it was weird. So January 1st, on New Year's Day, I was walking the dog late at night, listening to Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income podcast. And they were talking about podcasting and something about it uh, just sounded, they made it sound doable mm-hmm. in that moment that I was in right then mentally, they made it sound doable. Right. Like I'd be stupid to not just do it. And I decided within a, 
like within a hundred yards of walking the dog, mm-hmm. I was going to go home, uh, walk down to my office in the basement, record the first episode that night. Decided the name was going to be called Massive Agent Podcast because I thought mega agent is a big, big term of real estate agents. These mm-hmm. big teams that sell hundreds of homes a year, mega agent. So I'm like, what's bigger than that? Mm-hmm. Oh, massive agent. Mm-hmm. I didn't overthink it. Right. I just decided and I went back and recorded my first episode and it's changed my life and changed my business and changed everything. It's one of the most powerful things you can do to build a brand, especially at a local level. So one thing that I talk to when I'm on other podcasts like yours that are outside the insurance industry, or if I'm talking to someone in the industry that has a podcast, the thing I talk the most about is, and and to me, this, this resonates so, so much. And everybody that hears this, that's into podcasting, just jumps up and down and they're like, oh my God, there's never been truer words spoken. But the wor- the two words I use when I talk about podcasting are unintended consequences. Things yep. that when you started your podcast, you did not even consider uh, happening or being a part of the podcast relative to just things like the interesting, successful people that you're able to communicate with and build a relationship with. Has that been the case for you as well, that that there's all these unintended consequences that came from it? It's And it's hard to even quantify how many have come. Right. And it's it's just wild because I started the show thinking that it would be a great way to get referrals from other real estate agents outside my market, sure. outside Salt Lake City. Sure. Right. And it, because that happened to me on Snapchat, mm-hmm. uh, I just started talking about what I was doing on, on a daily basis and, mm-hmm. and agents started following me and I got referrals. So I'm like, I'll just do that in a podcast as well. And that certainly happened. Mm-hmm. But what's happened uh, that I didn't really consider is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. And, and there's so many, so many unintended consequences that, uh, it's it's absolutely changed the trajectory of my business, my mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, one of the things I'm the most proud of is now since Bradley and I started this podcast, there's literally tens, maybe even hundreds of insurance podcasts that have kind of been the outflow of our podcast starting. And what I've yeah. always said is I think where you were walking down the street that night and you know, it just kind of hits you that, man, these guys are talking and they're speaking my love language and I can do this. I think what happened in the insurance industry is people started listening to our podcast and they said to themselves, well, Scott Howell may be the dumbest human being I have ever (laughs) heard in my entire life. And if that son of a bitch can start a podcast as stupid as he is, I know I can do this. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the things I'm the most proud of is all the people who have started a podcast Mm -hmm. after us based solely on the fact that they just realized if that dumbass can do it, anybody can do it. And I really believe that. I truly believe that. You don't give yourself enough credit. No, I I, I, I swear to God, that's that's how I believe. I'll I'll tell you, you know, obviously, as you know, there's a lot of metrics you can't track, but the the ones that I do track, I can't, or when I can't, the ones I can track, I do, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a large listener base, and I would I wouldn't even I would dare to say that uh, probably the largest listener base is in the state of California. That's unbelievable. And uh, our email, mm-hmm. our text account, mm-hmm. our our the people reaching out to us, right. the majority is the state of California, and I think it's because we are so different. <laughs> 
from what they are used to hearing, but at the same time, we're speaking their language to a degree mm-hmm. and talking mm-hmm. to people mm-hmm. that they would want to hear mm-hmm. from. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how that marries together, you know. Right. But you know, totally. I, I want to do uh, obviously, as I'm sure you know, we're we're getting some speaking gigs now, and I, I'm waiting for the right conference. But I have a, a keynote that I'm working on. That is why everyone. That's titled "Why Everyone Should Have a Podcast." Mm-hmm. Every single person, mm-hmm. right? And I truly, truly believe that because it's. I think it's the one form, and let's let's call it a social media. It's the one form of social media that there is still a somewhat of a barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you can do it really easy with things like Anchor, but still, there's still some somewhat of mm-hmm. a barrier to entry to do that and to do it right. Mm-hmm. But then also, you know, you're at the gym or you're driving down the road or you're in the office and you've got me and Scott or Dustin in your ear. Mm-hmm. That's a very intimate it is. way to to absorb content and you, you feel like you know that person. Mm-hmm. So if nothing else, every person should have a podcast that they do for their local community, mm-hmm. A, to help the community, B, to help themselves. Don't right. you agree, Dustin? A thousand percent. Yeah. So a podcast is just another way to get your voice out there, to, to let people make a connection with you personally. Mm-hmm. And we, we don't talk enough about the importance of the personal connection. Look, it, it's funny when I hear people say, well, there's already so many podcasts or, you know, I, man, I was going to start a podcast in my local market, but this, this other agent already did. Okay. Uh, how many websites are, are there out there? Is it a bad time to start a website? Like you still need a website and there's right. what billions of them. I, I don't know how many there are hundreds of millions, billions. Mm-hmm. There's less than a million podcasts mm-hmm. on Apple podcasts, mm-hmm. right. less than a million still. And the opportunity there is mind boggling. And, and like you said too, with podcasting, people will listen for mm-hmm. long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my shows are usually 45 minutes, an hour ish. I have people listening on average 45 minutes every single week. Mm -hmm. And if people stay on your website for more than two minutes, you're killing it. If they watch your YouTube videos for more than two minutes on average, you're killing it. If you have a Facebook post or, or an Instagram post that is seen a week later, you're killing it. You know, a podcast just keeps growing. People can go back and listen to something from five years ago or, or last week. They're free. You can do it while you can listen while you're doing something else, driving, doing the dishes, walking the dog, going to the gym at your office working. And there's, there's always an updated, uh, they're always updated. Mm-hmm. Unlike an audio book that as soon as you buy it, uh, as soon as, as soon as it's written, it's outdated, mm-hmm. right? A podcast keeps coming out with fresh stuff. Well, and, the thing and, is, too, is it stays out there forever. I mean, we've got forever. folks now exactly. reaching out to us that are just starting, mm-hmm. and they we, we kind of started it. Um, first episode was what to do your first day in the business, and we kind of went. That's kind of how we started because originally it was going to be us. So they kind of start there because like right. we're going down this train track and are down this football field. Um, you know, we we have people reaching out to us who are just listening to the first, second, third episode, and they're asking the same questions. Yeah. Right. You know, so there's always, and that's what we tell our sponsors too: is a, it's there forever, but there's always going to be new people discovering it, and right. people, you know, you know, stop listening, people start listening, people come back to it. Then you have kind of the fringe people that that uh, maybe only look for a good guest, which is kind of how I am as a podcast listener. Right. But you kind of have a mix of all those things. Yeah, uh, and 
what you talk about is important, right? Sure. It, I mean, there's obviously, you know, you have to do it well and learn how to attract attention and get people to click to listen, of course. But it's, I think it's one of the lowest barriers to entry out there. Um, I mean, for under $20 a month, you could podcast. You don't need a professional mic if you if you just don't want to spend the money. I recommend people get like a $70 mic and yep. then pay uh, 12 bucks a month for Buzzsprout hosting. Like, okay, it's just so damn doable. And you guys mentioned this uh, a minute ago, and I kind of got sidetracked, which I often do. Um, but the, the same reason that I started my podcast on January 1st, 2018, is because something was said on a show I was listening to that I'd heard a million times before, that podcasting was a good idea, that it, there's so many benefits, you should do it. But I never did until that person said it that way at that particular time. And so you say things, if you have Sally, the insurance agent in Nashville, and she's like, well, there's already a few other shows out there, right? Well, first off, nobody says things the way you do. Correct. No one else has your specific personality. And nobody likes, maybe there's three other shows that people don't like those. They, they don't like to hear it from those people. They want to hear it from you. Right. And you have, and then you have full control over what you talk about. So here's a, here's something I really want to make sure we, we get in here just because you sell insurance, just because you sell homes or you write mortgages or whatever, does not mean you have to make the show about those things. Mm -hmm. Why not? Because nobody wants to buy life insurance. Mm -hmm. Okay. Seth Godin says that nobody wants to buy the quarter inch drill bit. They want the hole in the wall. Mm -hmm. And even beyond that, they want the picture hung on the wall to remind them of the family they love, mm -hmm. right? So you have to remember that life insurance is not sexy. Mortgages are not sexy. E even most homes are not sexy. Nobody wants a mortgage. No one wants to buy an average home. It's what the home does for them. Yep. It's what the life insurance policy will do for them, right? They're not so, buying a drill. They're buying a hole. Exactly. But even still, talk. if you become the local influencer or if you have a national brand, a national business, become the celebrity, the influencer, the show host. Just having a show brings you so much credibility. That's one of the unintended consequences. The, the boost of credibility is mind boggling. Mm -hmm. And you can go out and, and interview business leaders in your town, you know, local politicians, not, not the real divisive, our team, your mm -hmm. team, mm -hmm. you know, that, that's not what I mean, but like uh, the school board, uh, the planning commission, zoning, like what new stuff's coming to your area? Mm -hmm. What should you do this weekend? Uh, what activities can you do this weekend for free with your kids? That type of stuff, because then people keep coming back. Right. They're not going to keep coming back if all you talk about is life insurance. Right. They're not. It, it's just it's such a small sliver of the of the people out there that care at any given time. Yep. And and if they care today, once they learn what they need to learn, or once they buy a policy or not, they're done with you. Yep. So keep them coming back with content that's about your area mm -hmm. or or whatever you care about. Well, I had, right? I had a, sports. Uh, I had a, an insurance carrier that came to my office, uh, they do cyber insurance and they were starting a podcast and, you know, we started this podcast, you know, because we wanted to do a podcast, not because we wanted to sell something. And uh -huh. they were starting a podcast to create awareness for their insurance company. Mm -hmm. And being that it's cyber insurance, it kind of fits, you know, and, and the, the one piece of advice I gave him was, I said, look, the longer you can go without talking about 
your product, right. the more of your product you will sell mm-hmm. because yes. the, the math is going to work out because it's like, it's like we talked about yesterday, the insurance agent that every single post they do is happy veterans day. Oh, let's get a quote. Yeah. Call me you for know, a quote tomorrow. Or does anybody know anybody, you know, uh, you know, Happy Mother's Day. Anybody know anybody selling? Mom needs a new house. You know, and now, granted, you can do those things kind of in a funny way, but, you know, what, what's going to, what I told him was, I said, what's going to happen the longer you go with providing value to that audience is you're going to build a bigger audience without even talking about your product. You're going to have more people buy your product. The math is going to work out. Whereas if you went on there and just, Cyber insurance, cyber insurance, cyber insurance. Yeah, you're gonna se- you're gonna sell some, but how many people are you? How many relationships are you ruining? How many listeners are you running off in the process? Mm-hmm. Most, most of them, <laughs> are right? Yeah, exactly. The vast majority. Yeah. Look, I I've been telling people lately the episode of my show that came out today, episode 107. I told people if you can go three months without ever mentioning real estate or that you're an agent or whatever, I will be so proud of you. Right. Like just refrain from it because something happens when you get your insurance license, when you get your real estate license or your mortgage license, it's like when, when you, when you pass the test or actually get the license, it changes your DNA somehow where we think, okay, now I'm an insurance guy. I need to talk about insurance 100% of the time in all contexts. (laughs) You should literally do the opposite. You should try to never talk about it and just become likable, Mm -hmm. build an audience, uh, talk about it doesn't even have to be about your community. It should be if you have a local facing business that, uh, you know, your your customer base is local. It should be about the community. Be the local resource that people tune into every week. Right. And then they follow you on social media um, to, to hear about what's going on and to learn about you and what you and who you are, because they're they're not buying a life insurance policy. They're not stoked about that, but they'll they'll wor- work with you because you are trusted and likable they got to know you through the the 37 videos you've done and and they like you. And so if you say, hey, this is a great option for you and your needs, mm-hmm. they're going to trust you. Mm-hmm. That can't happen if you don't let them trust you. If you mm-hmm. don't give them a chance, stop giving people a reason to tune out. Start mm-hmm. giving them a, a reason to tune in on a regular basis. Dustin, I've got a question for you and Bradley. He and I had this conversation while I was driving down the road one day, and I remember a lot of times when Bradley and I are talking, my mind is thinking about different things and scenarios because, I don't know, I just, I'm just one of those people that I'll be talking about something and I'll think, damn, we need to do We need to have that on. The-. There's been conversations yeah. you and I have had, that- and at the end of the conversation, I will tell Bradley, we should have had this conversation on the podcast. Oh, why, aren't, why aren't we recording this? Right, or why aren't we? Yeah, I'll say that sometime. Why aren't we recording this right now? But it's like one of those right. things, if you were recording it, it might not happen. You may not ever right. get to that point in the conversation. Right, right, you know right. You're being recorded. Yeah. Like I'll have conversations with people um, in my office, whether it be another agent or some something that or, could or be. Or a team member. Yeah, something that could, could be mm. filmed. Right. Not the stuff that couldn't be filmed. And I'm thinking at the end of it, man, I really wish that. Yep. that was filmed because that'd be a great valuable piece of content sure but then my brain goes to well if if grant was in here with a camera would I we would talking? we would have never got to that point in the right, conversation right. you know so bradley and i i was driving down the road one day and he called me and we started talking about real estate and and real estate agents and mortgage brokers and you know all of these agents out here there's there's a ton of them bradley's one of them that has like a a process and a program for what he calls 
referral partners and referral partners for a lot of agencies that specialize in home and auto insurance mean that's code for referral partners code for mortgage mortgage person right and mm-hmm. Bradley was explaining something to me that I didn't understand and the reason I'm bringing this up is because of the 250,000 agents that are listening to this program right now some of them may not have thought about this either but we got to talking about mortgage brokers and referral partners and then we got into this conversation about real estate agents and Bradley was telling me and I don't know the exact statistics but he was saying that you know the average Real estate agent in the United States of America sells, what was the number, Bradley? Like three or four houses a, a year or something like that? I'm sure he knows that number. It's what, not a lot. What's that number, right. Dustin? It's, it's I don't know, three, four, five it, houses a year. I'm talking about the average real estate agent. Right. There's a few different metrics depending on if they're full-time or whatever. Right. But yeah, the, the average the average agent, uh, the staff that I go off is, they, they sell a home a month. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so that's 12. For a full-time agent. Yeah. That's, but most sell like one a year. Right. You know, so, so, so that's, that's the average agent. Well, Bradley, yeah. because so many agents, you know, they, they go, uh, well, I need to get out of the office and go befriend and build referral partners with real estate agents. And that was kind of my mentality. I, th- I used to think, you know. It's easy because real estate agents put themselves out there. Sure. Mortgage brokers typically don't. Right. They're behind the scenes. Right, right, right. So I'm thinking like, you know, the way to build referral partners, when I hear the word referral partners, is like take it, take real estate agents out to lunch and build. And so Bradley starts explaining to me, man. That's a real good way to spend a bunch of money. Exactly. On <laughs> that's, a, that's a real good way to, to, you know, not get anything done. So I wanted to talk with you and Bradley today about, you know, building referral partners and why going after and befriending and building relationships with mortgage brokers is a much better option based on the fact that those guys are closing, you know, the top percentage of those guys, let's say 10% of those guys are closing, you know, 10, 15, 20 loans a month. And they're the ones that, you know, once you get to the meat and potatoes of the contract, yeah. actually, hey, we need insurance right now. Mm-hmm. You know, typically, Spe- y'all, you two speak to that for just a moment. Typically, what what our process is is, and and this is, I certainly did not come up with this. I've gotten this from several people I've talked to. The, you know, the Matt and Zachs of the world, right? Andy with Glovebox and those guys, Ryan with Glovebox, those guys. But uh, typically, my process is is I try to look for realtors first do you that are well and that's most people i think go to the real from this from an insurance standpoint go to the realtor and stop Mm -hmm. and so typically what i do is i'm looking for either a realtor that is doing a lot of deals Mm -hmm. he's got it going on Mm -hmm. um, or has a lot of potential you know Mm -hmm. maybe they have a team with 10 or 12 agents Mm -hmm. or and this is typically the one i go to first and this is what i tell new agents to go to first find a person that is most like you in every way possible. Mm, mm. Um, interest, behaviors, age, sex, location, values. And I'm not saying only do business with those kind of type of people, but start with that person mm-hmm. because that conversation is going to flow that much easier and it's going to make you more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then what can happen is you kind of get your process down and you get some talking points and, right. and then you can move on to folks that are completely different. But, and then I kind of build the relationship with the realtor and then kind of use them or, or, or get them to introduce me to 
their mortgage broker, mm-hmm. their loan mm-hmm. officer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how, how it flows with me. Mm-hmm. And then we, I'm specifically looking, not that I don't want to work with somebody that's doing one or two deals a month. Uh, some of the best uh, referral partner relationships I have now are with loan officers that were just getting started and doing one or two. And actually, I introduced them Mm-hmm. to the heavy hitter real estate agent. So right. I did the opposite. But I look for, for, for loan officers here in Alabama. The av- I think the top loan officer in Mobile County did, I think, 140 deals last year. So I'm looking between 8 and 12. I'm, I'm looking for, for those folks. And essentially, I'm just trying to get them to send me one referral. Like, your next one, send it to me, and we do whatever we can to make sure we knock it out of the ballpark with that one. And our value add is not, oh, we're going to give you leads, or we're going to do this, that. Our value add is we're going to get your crap handled and get you to the closing table. We're not worried about selling your client life insurance right now. We'll do that down the road. Hey, Dustin, can I tell you what a shitty insurance agent I am? (laughs) Please do. (laughs) This, This story is both unbelievable but it is true. This is one of the most unbelievable stories that any insurance agent will have ever heard. So I'm sitting on my couch one night about a year ago, and my beautiful wife is sitting there with me, and we're I don't remember what we were doing. We may have been watching Netflix and chilling or something like that, which I know that's code for something else. But my phone for what you weren't doing. My phone rings. It's like eight eight or nine o'clock. My phone rings, mm-hmm. and I look at my phone, and it's Bradley Flowers comes up on my phone. When so is this? I, this was about a year ago. Okay. And Bradley is calling me. So I answer my telephone and he goes, Hey, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm sitting here on the couch. He said, man, I had to call you. He goes, uh, I just found a list. So don't know where he found it, but he, he had, he had something that he had looked at and it was like top mortgage brokers I, in the state of Alabama or something like I that. I thought he was about to say something else. We were going to have to no, 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 no. He said, he said, uh, the list somebody I, gave me that we're supposed to give me. No, Wait. no, no, no. Uh, this is all public. I mean, you can, every mortgage broker in the state has a list mm-hmm. of who sells most mortgages, but, um, he goes, there's a guy up oh, there. Oh, there's oh, a oh. guy up there. And I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to, you know, confidentiality here, but he goes, there's a guy up there. That's like the, the number one mortgage broker in the entire state of Alabama. And he tells me, he tells me his name and he goes, do you, do you know him? And I said, well, uh, his son spends the night at my house about four or five times a year. And uh, his son and my son have been best friends since they were about four years old. But yeah, yeah, I'd say I know him. Bradley goes, are you calling on him? And I was like, nope, never mentioned insurance to him. What do you so so basically my son who's twelve is best friends with the top mortgage broker in the entire state of Alabama. And the guy and I have never even had a conversation about insurance. <laughs> See, I think that's okay because you haven't you haven't jumped down his throat. And because look, here's the thing: this conversation is you know we're we're talking about uh, chasing down others, right? Whether it's mortgage brokers, and and the short answer to mm-hmm. answer your question, I think the realtor being the general contractor, so to speak, of the transactions, mm-hmm. probably where to focus. Yeah. But mortgage brokers makes just as much sense. Mm-hmm. I think anybody really trying to figure out which one to go to and they're not doing anything, mm-hmm. I mean, th- how absurd is that? Just talk mm-hmm. to somebody. Right. Um, well, the thing is, is just build beyond, a relationship. Like yeah. at the end of the day, yes. if there's no referrals passed, but you and I can build a relationship, I mean, that's yes. that's worth all the, all the way to the world, you know? Right. Exactly. And uh, would you rather... Would you, the conversation I think should be, would you rather chase down and try to convince people who already have 
vendors they work with. They already have relationships. Uh, I get this all the time. Uh, mortgage people reach out to me as an agent and try to get my business. And mm -hmm. I've been an agent for nine years. I have lenders. Mm -hmm. I don't right. need another one. Right. You know, that's that's not that's nothing but spam to me. Mm -hmm. And now every once in a while, they'll really take the time to get to know me through my social media and, and you know, reach out with some personalized thing. And it gets my attention and I appreciate it. It doesn't mean I'm going to send them business when I've never worked with them and I don't trust them. Here's what you can do instead. Since we're talking about podcasting, if you just do a show for agents, for mortgage people, and you never talk about insurance, but you just do something for them that they listen yep. to. Mm -hmm. Now you're the insurance guy that mm -hmm. they think of every single time mm -hmm. and you attracted them instead of chase them down. Right. And it's infinitely scalable. Yep. Coffee meetings, lunch appointments, golf. Yep. You can only do that so much until you run out of money. Well, and, and there's only so many hours in the day. Getting Spending the time to get to know the person that you are pitching. Um, I'll give you guys an example. I had a company call me recently trying to sell me a product. It was, a, it was an insurance industry vendor trying to sell me a product that I was somewhat interested in. It was a cold call. I, the person on the, on the other line referenced another insurance podcast that's a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. So it, I'm coming from this not from an egotistical standpoint. Mm -hmm. I want to clarify. Reference, hey, have you heard of this podcast? <laughs> We're a sponsor of that show. Mm -hmm. You may want to reach out to that person mm -hmm. for like a you know to, to ask questions right. and and it kind of the and I, and I don't remember exactly how he said it but the way he said it he had no idea that I had a podcast mm -hmm. which is fine that's absolutely fine that did not hurt my feelings but mm -hmm. my brain went to okay we are I'm very Googleable mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Google my name you will find that I have a podcast mm -hmm. everybody that's kind of the one thing a lot of people know about me and my community and, and you know like. You right. did absolutely zero research, right? On, like from a, oh, yeah. it, it pissed me off from a sales standpoint. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't even Google our agency, right? Before you called us, you're not all this rapport building you're doing. You're really not trying to build a relationship mm -hmm. with me. You're just trying to sell me something. Again, that's okay, but from a sales standpoint, I'm like just do a little bit of research to try to figure out who I am. All it's going to do is help you. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So Dustin, I, I had another question I wanted to ask you today that that's been on my mind lately. The last couple of years in the real estate game, I've noticed that these, these bigger agencies, these, these bigger real estate firms out there, uh, and I know there's been some some uh, national workshops and seminars on this topic as well, but I've noticed that a lot of these large real estate agencies that do sell, you know, five, six, seven, eight hundred, a thousand houses a year, they seem to be getting into other areas of the business to kind of monopolize or I don't want to say getting greedy. But they're like getting into mortgages and partnering with an insurance agent and starting to offer insurance and those types mm -hmm. of things. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I, I don't know that I have a thought on that other than it just seems like, man, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like they're wanting to get et, squeeze every single piece of commission out of the, the, the real estate transaction that they possibly mm -hmm. can. You know, well, why are we giving money to an insurance agent? Let's just write the insurance and... Why are we sending them to a mortgage broker? Let's start a mortgage company. I don't, I don't think it's the money. I think it's them trying to control the process. That may be. I think there's too many. There's too it's many. Both. There's too many insurance agents out there that are average uh -huh. and drag their feet and hold deals up. Right. 
and it's just them trying to control the process. Well, I, I will say this. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I also know some of the people that are doing that, and I can promise you part of it's <laughs> part of it's oh, I know. I, it, it's, it is. Yeah. Justin, what do you think? Well, it, it's, it's all of the above. I right. love it. Yeah. I have no problem with it at all. It, it, even Zillow, which mm-hmm. agents hate, right. they mm-hmm. are a business. They are a, a for-profit corporation. The responsibility is to their shareholders. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's not to make agents happy. Mm-hmm. They're a business. Mm-hmm. If us as a whole, as real estate agents or as mortgage people or whatever, if we were absolutely wowing the consumer to where they didn't need to go elsewhere, mm-hmm. they wouldn't go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So look, it's the competition is good. Yep. It's good for the consumer and it makes businesses tighter. And you know, you can focus on when you don't have anyone trying to make you better, you're not going to get better. Right. 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 So like if you're married, if your spouse is like, "Mm, you know, you're gaining a little weight, like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you shouldn't eat that burger. Maybe you should go to (laughs) go to the gym this week. You know, that's that's to make you better. If that wasn't there, you wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So these competitors are a good thing for the market. They're a great thing for the consumer. I don't have a problem with it at all because I think like an entrepreneur and a business person, those companies or even individual teams or brokerages, they are doing exactly what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is good for the agents too, mm-hmm. right? That there's just because things are changing and are different doesn't mean they're bad. You might just have to change your approach, right. change the way you do things, change your messaging. I mean, we could do three shows on sure. just this topic, sure. but overall I have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I respect it. It's needed. And the good companies, the ones that are really truly providing great service, that's a good thing, okay? And and those who aren't will go away. And and it's making agents better, and it's going to squeeze out the, the crappy ones right. as it should. Dustin, I got a question for you. And this this goes this is going to be my last question of the day because we've got to wrap this podcast up. So so your boots on the ground, you're, you sell, you're selling houses, right, every day. You're, you're, you're meeting with clients. Is, are, am I right about that? Are you doing those types of activities every day? I, st- I still do, but I've taken a big step back from personal production. Have you? I mean, okay. I'm, st- I'm still running the business right, right, right. And, and still lead gen and all that stuff. But sure. um, it, yeah, you're I've not, taken you're a not step doing back as, from personally yeah, opening doors. Yeah, you're not doing as much of it as you used to. But uh, you're, you, you are in a very good position to answer this question. So from an insurance agency standpoint, what are some ways that the insurance agents listening to this podcast, and, and let's, let's just talk about your agency force, your real estate agency force, what are some ways those guys that are listening to this show can create value to your insurance, to your real estate agents and build those relationships that you and Bradley were talking about earlier? It's it's a very easy answer. It's simple, but 19 out of 20 people listening who are nodding their heads yes mm-hmm. are never going to do it. Mm-hmm. So right. agents have to wear all the hats in their business, right? They're, they do everything. And marketing is absolutely crucial, but no one... Uh, very few people know how to do stuff or have the bandwidth to do wh- what they need to do to to market their business properly. So if you as an insurance person came in and offered free graphic design uh, to, to create graphics, to put together videos and, and stuff to help them grow their business on social media and online, you're going to get their attention. Mm-hmm. If you bring them a, a potential buyer or seller, you're going to get their attention. Sure. Uh, so think about what agents struggle with. Mm-hmm. Think about what mm-hmm. what they need help with. And then figure out how you can do that. Maybe that's just helping uh, helping them get some Facebook ads set up 
and and teaching them how. Maybe, like I said, the graphic design. Maybe it's um, uh, launching a local podcast and having agents and mortgage people on it, not to talk about real estate mortgages, but to talk about the community mm-hmm. and it gives them exposure. Mm-hmm. They all want exposure. Mm-hmm. So if you start your own show, whether it's a video show, a podcast, whatever, yep. and you offer exposure, that's going to get their attention too. Well, it's like so, Gary talks about the guy who hosts the party always wins. Right. Or the girl who hosts yep. the party, you know. Exactly right. And it comes full circle with why podcasting is so great. It mm-hmm. Same concepts. Mm-hmm. It, so do that stuff. Yeah. It, it's unfortunate how few people listening will, will do it. It's unfortunate. Well, guys, he's giving you the playbook. I mean, what he's just said, the, the, the last – you know, two minutes of what we just talked about is really what it's all about. If you're in the home and auto market, as far as an insurance agent, and you want to uh, really build relationships and pick up what we call referral partners relative to getting more business, you're not going to do it dropping off donuts and pins at somebody's real estate office. What yep. how, how you're going to do it is reaching out individually to those real estate agents and mortgage brokers and developing some processes and plans of, okay, you know, I can do this for them. I can do this for them. I can do that for them, giving them more exposure, helping them sell more houses, building graphic designs and logos and things for them. All of those things and mortgage brokers, you can help, you know, design some uh, social media stuff for them. Or, or, yep. And I know, I know a lot of guys like, and maybe even Bradley does this, yep. builds a kind of a, I don't, a landing page where, they can push referrals to a mortgage broker that way to track that that you know the or people are sending. That, I mean, we you know I've set up full marketing campaigns yeah. before, and, yeah. and it, but but I do it. I don't do it in the context of, hey, I'm going to do this for you, and you send me referrals. That's mm-hmm. a transactional relationship. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's more I like doing that, mm-hmm. and it kind of we kind of have a conversation on the front end. Hey, look, I'm going to do this for you. By the way, if you never send me any business, that's okay. Right, right. Um, but giving is always gonna is always gonna play out. Hey, always. Hey, Dustin, do you have any insurance agents in the Salt Lake market that do this kind of stuff that we're talking about right now? Uh, not that I know of. Yeah, see, right there. Somebody yeah. in the Salt Lake market yep. listening right now. I just I just <laughs> oh. gave somebody in the Salt Lake market the playbook for success, and they probably won't follow it. But anyway, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, probably not. Well, hey, I want to tell you how much I appreciate you being on the show today. I think our our insurance agency crew has uh, learned a lot. Hope they took some notes. We gave them the playbook. Now, like you said, 19 out of 20 of them won't do it, but the one that will will make more money this year. Yep. So uh, I really appreciate you being on the show, and I'm going to go ahead and close this thing out today. Agents. My pleasure. Oh, My man. Pleasure. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Humbled that you'd be on here. Insurance I'm ag- to be on it. Yeah, insurance agents from around the world, listen to me. Get out there today. Go build referral partners. Do the things that we just finished talking about to help real estate agents and mortgage brokers. You'll make more money for your family, for your wife, for your kids, for your parents that are struggling, and you'll uh, sell more policies as well while you're building relationships and friendships. So hope you guys will go do that. Write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Dustin. Hey, guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com. 
or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.